0: Hi, friends.
1: really hope we see
2: you there. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
0: Button Up Box is a fresh dog delivery service that arrives direct to your door and it takes into consideration all of your dog's dietary needs. We love Butternut Box, not only because our dogs literally wolf it down twice a day, but because the company all started with a rescue dog called Rudy. And the brand has charity partners and they donate meals to all of their dogs in shelter. They also even donate freezers, which is amazing. And they didn't tell me to include this, by the way. This is just extra. But I love that fact about them. And it's a huge part of the reason that we love and support the brand so much. Anyway, if you want to try Button Up Box out for your dog, they will love it, I can guarantee, you can get 50% off your first two boxes with code Alex and M. That's code Alex and M. Enjoy.
1: Oh my God, why did I post that? Ah, I don't know what to do. Should I delete that?
0: Yeah, you should definitely delete that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Hello, COVID Connie. Hello, fellow human. (laughs) How are you? Good. This is so sad. This is the last time that I saw another human being. It was you this time last week. I can't believe that. That's
0: so. I can't believe it's been a week and you have literally been. Locked in your bedroom in in one room.
1: And I've had a shocker of a morning because I was just lying here, minding my own beeswax, you know, day seven of COVID, feeling like shit. And this fucking spider just crawled across my duvet towards my face. And I was like, you know what? Don't worry, buddy. This is your bed now. So I had to give my bed away. <laughs> so I very nearly was facing three days on the carpet, to be honest. Oh, the audacity of that spider. I know. Does he not know what I've been I through? Know. You know what I mean? Like, under normal circumstances, I it's know. fine. We'll fight for it. That's fine. But not today, buddy. You've got no do you idea. Know, do you know
0: what? Um, totally off topic. Well, not off topic, but a bit of a tangent. I thought, so whenever we have a spider inside, like Dave doesn't mind them. So he gets them, picks them up and puts them outside. Because obviously, like, I don't love them, but... I would never kill one. But I found out that actually when you do that, it kills house spiders if you put them
1: outside anyway. Don't. I
0: don't. know. Why are you I'm telling so me this? I'm so sorry. I know. I didn't know
1: that. I didn't know no, that. And then- uh, no, I, I, think, I think that's just a successful marketing campaign on behalf do of spiders. Think? I think they sat in a meeting. Yeah, I do. I think they sat in a meeting and said... Guys, we're going to rebrand. We're going to call ourselves house spiders. <laughs> and we're going to tell them that we can't live outside. And then they'll feel bad and then they'll keep that's us in so the warm. That's so cute. I don't believe that for a minute. What do you mean house spiders? Yeah. What, so like the first species? If you want a house spider, build your own house. You know what I mean? Like, So this is because I put something on Instagram because
0: there was like a meme about like, like squashing spiders. And I was like, no, just put them outside. And then
1: loads of people replied and was like, that's just as cruel because you're still killing them. Then I was like, oh. And I actually, I'm not even scared of spiders. And um, that's the fun thing. Normally, because my mom is like properly terrified of them. Like, like the the woman is absolute nails until it comes to spiders, and she just crumbles. Um, <laughs> so I've always dealt with her spiders, and that's fine. You know, like it's it's an area, in fact, that I excel in. But there was something about today. I think it's because I feel so vulnerable. I <laughs> thought you off <laughs> And this bed, this bed, and I have yeah, we've created such a bond together over the last seven <laughs> days. You know, it's really molded itself to my, my little ass. Um, and then, and then, you know, I just felt it threatened. I felt with that spider's arrival, everything that I've spent so long building was was yeah. threatened. So I had to fight. I had to fight. It, and it sounds and I won, like you felt ultimately uh, discombobulated. You just wanted to use Sorry, that word, again? Didn't you?
0: Yeah. I'm just loving it now. I was just trying to use it as much as possible. So Em's got COVID. Audio might not be as good this week because we're not together. We're doing this over Zoom, obviously, because I don't want to catch Em's
1: COVID. <laughs> so hopefully the audio is not too bad. I tried really hard to give it to you last week. Yeah, I can't but... believe. You were resistant. I know, I know. I so I thought you and Daisy were toast. I'm gonna be honest because we did sit in that room for a good like and it eight was hot hours and stuffy. And I, there was no windows, and I wasn't that well. So yeah. on Thursday morning, I I took a COVID test and it was negative, and and I didn't feel great, but it was negative, and obviously the rules are like you're fine. So and I I wasn't ill, ill. I just like I was like oh god, I think I'm a bit run down, and then I did get progressively worse, but then by the end of the day. I was so... T- but we were both so tired. So I was like, well, you know, maybe our souls just hurt because we've been talking for eight <laughs> hours. And then I came home and truthfully, I don't really remember coming home. And then, yeah, I got into bed and then at three in the morning woke up and was like, oh God. You were
0: deteriorating... We, ha- we went for a drink after the recording and you were, like, deteriorating fast. I was like, wow,
1: she's Yeah, really I think I look tired. more like a body than a person. <laughs> yeah. Daisy just said, she was like, you were a bit horizontal. And that actually has... Oh my God, you poor thing. Just, yeah, I wasn't thriving. Anyway, so yeah, I've got COVID now. But, and I keep testing negative, uh, keep testing positive, which is annoying. Because I want, it's like, my best mate's birthday today. So I was, I was optimistic I was going to get out. Because also, sorry, I was talking about me loads. But I'm supposed to be having my operation on Tuesday. Was supposed to have my operation Tuesday just gone. And that was my first thought when I got COVID. Was obviously I can't have the operation. And then they say this is my bad, by the way. I'm just yeah. this is my bad. So we're just we're just we're just All doing right. my bad. Sorry. The good, the bad, and the awkward. <laughs> but then yeah, co- obviously COVID. Uh, means that I can't have my operation and and as it turns out I didn't know this but generally speaking they don't put you under general anaesthetic for seven weeks after you've tested positive for COVID and I literally was like well fuck I can't wait seven weeks I actually got really upset on Friday because if you don't know me or follow me last February 2021 I, I had my jaw broken into three places and reset because of a problem with my jaw obviously and my airway and stuff and not long afterwards I felt a crack in my face and and since then I've basically had pretty consistent pain in my face and it turns out that one of the screws or two of the screws have been rejected by my body so that's why I've had this pain for literally months and I've been holding out for first of all the diagnosis and then second of all the procedure to have them removed and it was for February the 8th I've had so much hope on that date like every bit of pain that I've been in for the last few weeks and months i've been like okay i've got this date i've got this date i've got this date and then i got fucking covid and the date was taken away and i honestly was. Ab- i can't tell you and i was so i felt so sick like i was actually I, everyone said that covid was pretty easy these days they lied then obviously i lost the operation but the 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 surgeons team have been so amazing because i literally i was hysterical as like, i just said like seven weeks is insane but they've now changed changed everything for me so i can have the procedure next tuesday so the day after this comes out um and i'm gonna have it under sedation rather than general so it's still safe so whatever happens i am gonna get out of this room on sunday because that's my day 10 i'm going out on monday for the whole fucking day (laughs) I'm gonna have the best day of my life, and then on Tuesday I'm having this operation, and I'll get straight back into this bed again. Oh,
0: I do you know. I felt so sorry for you because I mean, when you first said you had COVID, I was like, oh fuck, and then it dawned on me that's what it meant about your operation because you are in a lot of yeah. pain, aren't you? And I think you're like you're pretty good about not moaning about it. I I would not be that good, and you know, you you had yeah you had your hopes <laughs> pinned on this operation, and it was just. Yeah, it was, it was, I felt very, very sorry for you. But thank God it's, they've been able to move the operation. Yeah. And that you're, you know, you're, you're getting it done.
1: Thank God. Yeah, thank God. It was, yeah, it was, honestly, I, I'm not a massive one for feeling really sorry for myself. But when I tell you Friday. I oh, deserve to feel sorry for yourself. I, it was a, it was a really yeah. bad day. But anyway, we've, we've come through that now. And, you know, and, and, and I'm actually, arguably, I'm thriving. In here, I've got big plans for March. <laughs> like, I bet you do. Um, so, i'm sorry, I just lumped. I just jumped straight in with my bad, but it was the elephant in the room. I am the elephant in the room. <laughs> do you want to? Should we? Do you want to just do your? Should we just start negatively? Do you want to give me your bad of the week? Let's start
0: negatively. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like. We'll do good stuff we, we will. We'll bring the mood back up. Like, I'm. I'm not gonna go too much into it, but like, I've not had the best week work wise. A few things sort of came out all at once and while like nothing in isolation was was catastrophic it was just like it, it was more to be honest my reaction to everything that kind of ruined my week and you know when it's just a, a build-up and everything kind of comes at once so which is annoying and, and what's annoying is because it's I know that it's my reaction to all this stuff do you know what I mean like it's not anything that like I said it's nothing like catastrophic but it's my reaction to it that's made me had a have a bad week you know I'm going back to Jacqueline you know it's not what happens it's how you react to it um so I'm working on it I'm working on it um but yeah that was my that's my personal bad but then I also wanted to mention something that like from yesterday that made me feel really sad and you'll have seen it too it's that um that 17 year old girl called Imogen Tothill I think that's how you say her name who was missing and then her body was found yesterday and it's just really sad and I think at the time that we're recording this, I think the reasons for her death haven't been confirmed. But apparently it's not believed to be suspicious. And it's really sad. And it's like, it's it's hard to bring things up like this. Is It's not hard. But I guess what's difficult is, you know, we want to be lighthearted and fun. But we also want to talk about this stuff, stuff like this, because it's important to us. And we want to strike that balance between, you know, making someone's Mondays like really fun, like, or just a little bit more fun. And then also using our platforms and this platform to talk, talk about things that are important to us and the things that really, really matter. So I just wanted to mention it.
1: Yeah, I I, completely, I agree, Alex, and um, we're going to put the number for the Samaritans um into the show notes today and the number for Give Us a Shout as well, who are a service that will reply to your text no matter what time of day you message them, just in case anybody is in need of support at the moment.
0: Okay, so it's it's uh, not easy at all to transition from uh, bad like that into good, so we're just sending everyone a big hug, and Em, um, what is your good from this week?
1: well i I
0: had to look around
1: um (laughs) yeah uh no actually i'll tell you what it's not it isn't good and actually i've the urge to block everybody that sent me a dm saying oh i'm so jealous you've had all this like a lot of mums have dm me being like i'm so jealous look at you having all this time to yourself i'm like oh fuck a dick um but a a couple of things have been all right namely my most important one is we've rebooted the hags this week the have a goes i mean i've talked about the hags on the podcast before but it's a platform that i run literally stands for the have a goes and it's about making sporting events or sport in general actually less intimidating for people and it's about having a go and not caring how you do not caring about coming last not caring about being slow or how you look or any of that shit and Anyway, I'm obsessed with the hags, but obviously, since my face has been so bad, I just haven't been able to prioritize it in the way that I would like because I haven't been exercising myself and I've been very busy with the rest of my work and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, I have used this time, sat on my ass, and amazing Amy, who is running the. Podcast Instagram has come on board to help me do the Hags Instagram, and we made an emotional video yesterday, and it completely reignited all my excitement. and And I'm planning some really cool stuff for this year, and that's been really good because I wouldn't have had the time. Like, I just it, it it's not that it's not a priority. It's just you know how things go every day. It's really hard to like add more in, but I've had the time, so we've been able to put a lot of intention into the Hags, which is really cool. And also I've done three samurai sudokus. So I mean, <laughs> like it's not all bad, let's be honest. I'm absolutely I'm living a great life. That's over pretty here. cool. That's pretty cool. Thank you. What's your good this week, Your Honor? Um,
0: my good, um, just a just like a, a small thing. As I was going to sleep last night, and I was like thinking, like, what's my good? I need to like think of a good. And then I saw, I, I saw that the news about that girl that her body had been found. And I just, you know, when you go to sleep with anxiety, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you haven't like properly like gone th- like sort of processed it but you go to sleep anyway and so I knew I was gonna have a shit night's sleep and I did like it just it upset me and I woke up really early but well Betty sleeps in our bed which a lot of people find gross but I don't like I love it it's one of my favorite things in the world
1: Boo, sleeps in my bed I
0: love it It's, it's one of the most precious and special things in the world she loves it we love it it's just wonderful and so I woke up really early and I just felt a bit shit and she just it's like she knew and she came and she she just lay her head on my chest and just like stared at me but like in the sweetest way and I lay there we lay there like that for about an hour until I think she got too hot and I was just stroking her and I was like this is so special it like brought tears to my eye I know that sounds really sad but it was just like such a beautiful moment of I don't just dogs are just the best I mean animals are just the best like it's it's like it's like a connection like no other.
1: I know I sound so wanky, but I really felt it. Oh, well, that's lovely. Boo has been like fucking. She's been like one of those like lions at Trafalgar Square, like just lying oh, next to the bed, like <laughs> she won't leave me, protecting you at all costs. Although it's a bit sinister to be honest, because she just lies either on the floor next to me or on the bed next to me and just barks at thin air. I'm like Boo. you you, stop fucking with me like it's not funny like what there's nothing there stop it um but she's really getting to my getting in my head no i don't know i don't know either she can see something or she's just doing it to fuck (laughs) with me but either way i love her love boo we've all gotta go we've all gotta have our kick. yeah what is your awkward hit me I mean, OK, so obviously I, I haven't been with anybody else say, to be particularly awkward. you have not a
0: chance to embarrass yourself this week. So
1: no, no, not publicly. I just what I've done is contributed to the spreading of more misinformation about tampons um, to oh no. to to a naive man. So oh I, no. if everything wasn't terrible enough on Friday, which it was terrible enough, I didn't need this. But um, my fucking uterus lining was like, woohoo. we're on the way so I shouted I asked Alex downstairs I was like can you bring me up a box of tampons now in my head I thought we had two boxes of tampons in like downstairs I thought we had some regular ones and some super ones okay so he brought up the regular ones and unfortunately for me just wasn't cutting the mustard you know what I mean right so he brought them up and then about two hours later I said babe can you bring me up the other box of tampons, please. And he was like, oh, I've already bought you a box. And I was like, yeah, but I'm having a really heavy period. And then he passed me the other box and they were also regular, which I think <laughs> means that he thinks <laughs> that I got through 30 tampons <laughs> in a <the> morning. <laughs> oh, Alex, that's so sweet. <laughs> That's really sad. He never, he never said it. That hasn't been confirmed, but I think that must have been his own thought process. Because how like else? Shit. Why else does he think I need thirty more tampons? It's like a if I tampon just... a minute. Jesus, you'd be in and out of the bathroom <laughs> like I'm like like a formula like a Formula One pit stop. we <laughs> like just machine gunning <laughs> them up there. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's just my sort of Love general. general general
0: awkwardness <laughs> what about yours so mine is just something very 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 stupid that I did I I booked flights my friend's getting married in Rhodes in May which I'm really excited about same wedding month as you but not the same weekend don't worry um but I was gonna yeah. say right is that how you're telling me <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah by the way I can't come she's one of my best friends and I can't wait and it's cool and I booked our flights to go um and then sent the confirmation to Dave, and he just happened. This is this is like a, this is like a weeks ago now. He just happened to look at the confirmation. I think he was looking for time for dates, and he was like, "Al, you've what? I'm I'm David Light on 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 the tickets." And I was like, "Oh my god, that's my dad's name." So I've put down as passenger as passenger names like Alexandra Light and David Light. So I've put my dad's name down and it's rubbish because I did it through eDreams and like PSA to anyone who is booking flights, don't do it through one of those like, I don't know what you call them, like third party providers, like do it direct through the airlines because I cannot get in touch with eDreams for love nor money. I've tried so hard, I can't get in touch with them, so I'm either... Dave's changing his name or I'm going to the wedding with my dad. I don't know, but... I think you're going to the wedding with your dad. I think dad. I'm going to the wedding with my dad. So. <laughs> that would that, nice. <laughs> So yeah, use this, like learn from my mistakes. Don't go through those third-party things. They look tempting because it's like, oh, they'll do it all for you and you don't have to go through two websites. And it, it, they, they say it's a bit cheaper, but I don't think it is. And then you're fucked if you need to change anything. So yeah, that was my rant. Most
1: people, most people, like it's not your fault. Definitely their fault. We can give them all the blame if you'd like. And if if that's the space that we're in, then <laughs> then I'm cool with that. But I do feel like there might have been some human error here. A hundred percent. I don't know how that got past me. I really, really don't. I do. You 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 called your dad like you, oh god. I'm doing you're doing, doing it. it. We, we you call you do call Dave dad and. <sighs> Yeah, and I sometimes. think this is just the, ne- this is the natural next step. It's confusing because my dad's yeah. name obviously is David. I think you and your dad are going to have a great time in Rhodes, honestly. Do you think?
0: Do you think? I think,
1: yeah, I think it's a really special time for you both. And, and I'm personally really excited to see what he does as an Instagram yeah. father. I need to let him know so he can say the date. So
0: yeah, that was my awkward, me just being stupid. Don't do, don't be me, be less like me.
1: And now I'm excited because it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Alex. And we have the best Valentine's Day guest the best. ever. We have got the extraordinary La La La. Let me explain here. Yes. I'm so excited. I have followed La La for years. Like, genuinely, I just think she is the such a voice of reason and logic and brilliant on Instagram and she continuously shines a light and has the conversations that I genuinely I've learned so much from her I think she's so articulate I think she's so sensible so brilliant and she released a book and it came out this week and it's called block delete move on and it's literally the best dating book ever it's not about finding the one in the ridiculously corny and pathetic sense that every single dating book marketed towards women is about. But it's about making sure you don't find the wrong one. And it's such an important shift in my mind in the way that we speak about dating. And I've even found this interview and her book to be really helpful for me as someone who's literally never dated and who has been in a relationship for a decade so same this there is something in this episode for everybody even if you are you there will probably be people listening to this like fucking two months into dating the man that they are absolutely convinced is the love of their life and then they're going to listen to three cynical old women sitting here going "Oh ah, well fuck this and fuck that and they're gonna go oh great well happy valentine's day guys thanks so much but, <laughs> um but here we are it's a good episode i'm really proud of it i'm really excited by it yeah it's a really really good
0: interview she was brilliant um, but yeah i just i just i feel like it's just it's stuff that everyone should know and i wish we were taught in schools but we can learn it now so that's really cool
1: okie dokie well without further ado please enjoy this episode with la 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 let me explain <laughs> Lala, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for being here, and congratulations. Thank you. Have your book just come out? It has. It has. We are pre-recording. It will have. And happy Valentine's Day. Thanks, it's it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. I actually saw in your stories this morning that you're doing a Galentine's Day this year.
2: I do it every year on Valentine's night. I do an Insta Live for the single people, Uh, or the married people who are just fucked off with their partners you know <laughs> <laughs> or right, just I'll don't give a shit about Valentine's <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah your
1: honeymoon is well and truly over you're yeah. like <laughs>
2: I'll be there
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> so far and yeah your amazing books come out and that's so ex- well uh, this is so annoying for you because you've got to talk pretend it's like so, it's yeah, just
2: for talk in the future yeah
1: let's manifest it it's yeah, gone it's really well times be- it's on the Sunday <laughs> <number> Times bestseller <laughs>
2: list number one it sold 4 million copies in its first day unbelievable <laughs> unreal wow. yeah. yeah it's so brilliant it's, uh, we're really <laughs>
1: proud of the TV adaptation's coming out Yeah, Netflix
2: (laughs) support it. Well, this is like what's so
1: fun as well because if you don't follow Lala, which is just impossible because everybody should and does, but you're anonymous, you do all of your Instagramming
2: yeah. and your
1: writing anonymously
2: yeah. have you done it? how do you do that? no but so I'm not like super anonymous like oh no one can see me ever yeah. I, I host events I like do my yeah. own parties and stuff and I come on podcasts and you know like if I was to see somebody reading my book on a train or something I'd probably be like hi <laughs> hi, hi I wrote that <laughs> but um, I'm just anonymous in the sense that I just don't really want people to know who I really am and when I say really am I'm not anyone different to who I am yeah. but you know who I really am I really am in the sense that then you could, like, find my address or yeah. find yeah. where I live. Or you know, yeah. address and where you live is the same thing, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, there's many different reasons why I'm anonymous. I, and I also just don't think there's any... How how my work or account would benefit from having me on the squares, I just don't think it would yeah. in any way.
1: Well, that's the amazing thing about your account, I think, is I learned so much from you, probably because... I don't get distracted by any preconceptions I have about you as a person. I think, like, you know, when somebody else is delivering a really important message, they go, oh, God, she's a bit annoying, this is a bit... You know, I really don't like the way she speaks, and it's like it instantly, and all of your internalised shit, whether it be misogyny or whatever, like, gets in the way of you taking a point. But with you, it's like... it's it's old school in a way like you just there's the words and you read them and you learn and that's really cool which I love.
2: And I can be who you want me to be you know and so it's like I I think it really does work like exactly as you say in terms of people learning and taking in the information because I'm the same as you I, I get biased around things you know I follow certain sex educators or whatever and if I see them and I think you're probably not shagging the same people as me, or like you're probably <laughs> not. You know, we look worlds apart, and so I can't relate. I, and that's probably a barrier that I need to sort out. But I feel a bit like, well, we're we're totally different, and maybe your advice doesn't is not going to apply to me because mm. you don't understand the world that I'm in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: So I yeah, I I, I, I think it's really cool,
0: and I, I really admire it. So you are a dating educator. Yeah. Can you explain to us? what that is and also like how did it come about I want to know like I want to know exactly how it's totally
2: made up you totally came you. to be <laughs> where yeah. you are right now I don't know what a dating educator is I just literally made it up as a kind of all encompassing term okay because actually I'm a social worker that's what I am right that's my history do you still
1: work in social do you still pra- pra- not, not statutory, practicing?
2: but I would say that what I do is still social work I agree in in one way it's, it's social I'm, I'm a qualified practice teacher yeah And I've done some training and stuff in social work anyway. So I feel like I'm just passing kind of social work education and training on to the masses. Mm -hmm. Um, But also before that, I was a sexual health and relationships educator for the NHS. So I guess I've kind of combined the two things. Because in terms of actual dating, like, how can you do well on Tinder? How can you spot, like, a a shit person? How can you get over ghosting? A lot of that stuff is really from my own experiences that Mm -hmm. I've learned that um so so in in terms of being a dating expert i've i've i'm a dating expert because i've been on so many fucking shit <laughs> dates but also i think i can call myself an expert now because i've been doing this for so long mm-hmm on Instagram that I'm hearing so many different stories I'm I'm working with so many different people I still do one to ones so really I'm I, you know as a social worker you are very highly trained in relationships interpersonal relationships helping people to get over trauma and not pass it on to the next generation and all of that so that's really what I'm good at, but uh, but yeah, okay. so I'm a, I'm a I'm, i am i am never promise that I'm going to be able to find anyone love. I'm not going to be able to teach you how to be like the greatest at dating that you could be, but I'll be able to teach you how to spot red flags, how to react to them, how to probably hopefully not end up in an abusive relationship. Love that.
1: Women for like ever have been sold like these dating books and this dating like, and we're going to help you find the one and we're going to get you married Mm. and then you're going to live happily ever after. And this is, you know, it's like, it's just, you're sold a fairy tale, right? And it's bollocks. And if he rubs his left ear, then he fancies you and Mm. all this shit, whatever. And it's just so whimsical and silly. Anyway, but it feels like with your book, it's a whole new idea of dating because it's like, it's not you need to go and find the one. It's You need to find the right one. Like, th- there'll be plenty. Don't worry about that. It's more, you need to make sure that when he's, he or she, or when they are here, it's somebody that you, that deserves you. Yes. And it's like the first time, and I, I know nothing about dating. I've literally never dated. It's so weird. <laughs> I've got so many questions about just dating. But it's really cool to hear, like, even the, from externally, like, the rhetoric around dating changing to be... Like stop just de- like throwing yourself at any man and make sure that it's like one that's mm. really worth it. And arm cool. yourself with like knowledge that's actually going to help you, not like
0: wear red lipstick because yeah. Men, yeah. men are attracted to red lips. It's but like, you know, yeah. it, the,
2: the sad thing is that you know one of the biggest selling dating books of all time is "Why Men Love Bitches," but it's by a woman, um, and it's it's all about teaching women to be much more aloof uh, to harness their kind of bitch side and and to play a game to become this really disinterested, um, really kind of nonchalant about everything because the theory is that, you know, if, if something comes too easily to men, they don't want it. Mm. Um, so you have to pretend to be a massive challenge. You know, if he calls you, don't answer, even if you're sitting there watching the phone ring, don't ring back for two hours, mm. don't be available for the date that he asked you to go on on the weekend, tell him you're not available to, you know, All of these fucking games, and I think that that's what all dating books seem to teach us, is, like, play this game and then you get the guy. And it's like... I don't want to play games because then he's only known me as a fucking clown. Like, yeah. what happens when we do yeah. fall in love? Yeah. And then I, I'm like, game over. <laughs> now <laughs> you've got me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's never going to work. And I, and I think that everything needs to be kind of stripped back and people really need to go into the dating world as, like, you, unapologetically, yeah. mm. authentically you. Mm. And if that puts off 200 people, then that's because... You know, not everybody in the world is going to be for us. You yeah, know, yeah. you were really lucky that you met Alex. Yeah. And I don't know how long you've been with Dave, but... Four years, yeah. Right. So yeah. you probably did a bit of dating before meeting A little bit. Him.
0: I, had, I was with my ex for 10 years, and then I met Dave really shortly afterwards. I only went on, like, a few dates.
2: You know, it's I, the way I see it, it's just really, like, pot luck, because there are billions of people out there, and out of those billions far less than a million would actually, or probably far less than 100,000 would actually be a really good connection. Yeah, Like a really good friendship. People who, somebody who actually really gets you. And I think what we often do is kind of like jump into relationships with everybody that we date rather Mm. than going, you're like, there's 20 other thousand people that I could be dating and probably are a better match. Like, let me not jump into every relationship. Yeah. Because I I feel that I've learned so
1: much my relationship with Alex is literally luck on every level. Like, we love each other, which is very lucky. But we met at Glastonbury, where there are 200,000 people. He lives on the other side of the Irish Sea. He was two years old. There was no way I was ever going to meet him. No way. Like, never. And then I did. Then he slogged my friend. <laughs> then I got over it. Um, and then, you know what I mean? Like, and then we got together like two years later. It's luck, 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 luck all the time. But since then, we have changed and become a million different people, and I and I've learned so much. Even even from literally from following you, I've learned so much self respect still and still to appreciate myself within a relationship and my time within a relationship. And I think if I if I ended up now in a scenario where I went dating it would be an entirely different situation because I'd have gone into it before, just like, love me. Like, to every yeah. man that i met, I was like, I'll do it all. I'll wear the red lipstick. Like <laughs> I'll be thick. I'll be a bitch. I'll be whatever you need me to be. And now I'd be like, no, I'm going to be picky.
2: Yeah. Which is cool, yeah. right? Yeah. We need picky women. To be picky, you have to be in a place of really happily being single. Yeah, maybe I wouldn't. If you're <laughs> If you're unhappy being single, then it becomes much harder to be discerning about who you know, because it becomes this desperate thing to just want to be loved. Doesn't matter who loves me. Just mm. uh, the, the, And and that's the problem is that often, and I don't even think just women do this, but often it's like, do you actually like this person or are they the only one giving you attention right now? Yeah. Are they, only, they the only one returning your calls? Yeah. Like, mm. do you actually like him or is it just because he's willing to meet up with you on Saturday, you know? but But I think then if you're really content being single, then it becomes a complete different headspace where it's like oh no like i'm really fucking happy so you have to and it's such a cliche it's that old thing i I, i'm what is that quote that they say oh i'm happy being single and you'd have to be amazing to change that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's not a very good quote is it no
0: i'd rather be alone than lonely with
2: you but that's you know and that's what i'm hoping with the book is that for people who are in that because i've i'm uh 40 now and a lot of my friends who haven't had children are kind of late 30s uh and are doing a lot of dating out of like fuck 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 i've yeah, got yeah, i've got honey. to get pregnant asap i've got to find someone but what i really want the book to do is go okay that's fine but also can we just try and focus on like really being happy with your own self and your yeah. own company and then and do then try and find someone. possible
1: and um, this is like the most cynical depressing question ever but women do have a biological yeah like it's so unfair
2: but, but we- men do too i don't know why they don't talk about this really what like the the clock ticking and yeah, uh, yeah we like you know from the age of 35 their sperm declines huh. it's not just us it's a total myth that it's just us so it's it is just one of those fucking narratives isn't it that's yeah. just on, oh women but men have got all the time in the TikTok. world no you haven't bro like yeah. your fertility declines at the same yeah. time and the same rate yeah. as ours but like
0: for your friends, then, that are in their late 30s, like, and obviously there is this there is this time pressure and they just want to find someone, like, they want to date. Like, what when you're speaking to them just as friends, like, what is your advice to them? Like, how do you help coach them through that? Because obviously, like, it's going to be a lot easier if they really want children. So then they, they want to find someone and, and, and have children. I mean, how do you, you know... I, th- I think
2: people need to know, first of all... That? I think people need to, first of all, think about, do you want children, or do you literally, you are that type of person who's like, I fucking love kids. Like, if there's a kid in the room, if there's a kid on the airplane, I want to go and sit next to them and stop I'm going to hang out with that kid all fucking day. I love kids. I think they're the most amazing things in the world. And I, uh, am, my uh, absolute dream in life is to be a mother, regardless of anything else. Then, then that's something. That's something that you need to look at, because that's the, really the only reason that you should be having children mm. because this whole thing about like i want someone to look after me when i'm older i want someone to carry oh. on my name like fuck you you're so bringing ingo-y. a human yeah. into yeah. the world be for dad like yeah. are you all right yeah, like this it's... world isn't even that great like yeah. you know like yeah. it, sometimes i think oh my, Ma- fuck you mama dad like d- you didn't even ask me first before like having me <laughs> i now like, look at the mess i'm consent. in oh, all these fucking bills i didn't even ask to be here
1: um oh, my God, I've never looked at it like that. My whole world's just changed. I'm I like, have. I
0: always think that. I always think that you just... No one asks to be born. No, exactly. And then they just up are. Up. Yeah. And then you're like, you know, that like, well th- thanks
2: for all the mental illness. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just, just gonna, you did this to me. So cool, uh, but I still think it's really important to actually figure out, like, do I genuinely really love children and really want them no matter what? Uh, or, or do I just want children, like in the context of a family unit. Would I be okay with not having children if I never had the family, like the, the partner and whatever else? Or, you know, am I only having children because of the... Think about why. Like, is it because society thinks I have to because of my age? Like, mm. am I doing it because everybody thinks... Or do I even... it's Because some of my friends, I think they just kind of want children because that's what's expected of them. Mm. And because you're, you haven't completed life. I'm putting this in quite, you know... It... Air, air quotes. Um, I think some people just have children for the sake of having children because that's what you do. That's the next step. And that's why we've got so many fucked up humans out here. Hmm. So if I'm talking to people about being single in their late 30s, it really is about thinking about actually why do you want children? And yeah. if it is that thing of I want them at any cost because I just fucking love kids and I want to devote the rest of my next part of my life to raising them, then there's many different options. Yeah. There's yeah. many. Um, you know, you can freeze your eggs. All A lot of these things are very expensive and people will be listening like... It's not that easy, but, you know, there are ways of doing it. There's sperm donors, there's IVF, there's shagging your best male friend who's also in the same position and you've decided you're going to do this together. You know, there's there's ways. There's also dating apps that you can meet people
1: Yeah. I think it's the pragmatism is often um, probably not idealised because we've grown up being sold as women a fairy tale and you have to have this and you have to basically create like the nuclear family, right? Mm. And you're like, mum and dad, then you're going to have two Mm. little kids. And it's like, I guess maybe when you're reaching 40 and you're having to think practically about these options, there are options, Mm. but in order to consider those, you do have to like give up maybe a bit of the fairy tale. And like, that's maybe like quite a difficult thing to do, you Mm. know, because it's like, uh, well, my life, you know, you can still have a brilliant life, but maybe it feels like you're giving up what you thought it would look like. And that's probably yeah. OK, but
2: it's one of those things, isn't it? But I think the the, the the main thing that will always be true, regardless of what stage in your life you're at, is that having a child within the wrong relationship with somebody who actually proves to be... Dangerous or bad for you or whatever is so, so much worse yeah. than just never having children. Yeah. Like there is, you know, and it is a big thing to to, to get your head around it. If if children have been how you've envisaged your future, then getting to a stage where it's like, actually, maybe I'm gonna accept that this isn't happening. It can feel like grief and bereavement. It's massive, and I don't ever want to undermine that. But it's also grief and bereavement to realise that you've had children with somebody who is going to never let you leave, somebody who is financially abusing you, somebody who is stalking you because you've left them, and you, you know. So this is
1: this is something that I really want to talk to you about, and and I, I think you strike the most phenomenal balance online and with your book because you acknowledge, and I guess you've had to with your social work. The prevalence of abuse within relationships and it's just coconut like it's huge and it's such a big thing that that you talk about and and you have to protect so many women and and that's just it must just be the biggest responsibility for you
2: yeah it it just feels like it doesn't feel like responsibility it feel i i know i know that I'm quite good at explaining things in a way that makes sense to people. Mm. So I think you can read lots about domestic abuse and watch loads of things and sometimes still not have that penny drop of like, oh fuck, actually maybe the relationship I'm in might be a bit abusive or whatever. I think I've got a skill of being able to explain things which is why my name's La La La, let me explain. <laughs> um, that, But it doesn't feel like a responsibility. It just feels like I'm here and I'm able to voice what I know is happening to a lot of people. I mean, domestic abuse is not just exclusively for heterosexual women, but, but violence, sexual violence... Murder in relationships, again, it's not exclusively, but it's far more likely to happen in, in heterosexual relationships. Mm-hmm. But things like control, uh, manipulation, like coercive control and emotional abuse are quite, you know, me, a lot of men experience that with female partners yeah. too. So yeah.
1: yeah, it does just feel... But that doesn't, that doesn't... I mean, that doesn't feel like dating, but that's such a huge part of what you talk mm-hmm. about. And that's so, that's so much to put yourself out there in that capacity and talk always about or so, so eloquently about such terrifying issues. So
2: Yeah.
1: I just think that's But brilliant. it doesn't
2: feel like... I think I'm just so conditioned to it because I've been doing it for, like, 22 years or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like... I was going to ask how, like, is
0: it heavy? I mean, I imagine your DMs are just full of trauma and yeah. pain. And that must be really, like, a heavy load to bear.
2: They're also full of really great stuff, yeah. you know? And I think that... A, I'm I'm so used to it. This is this, you know, as a social worker, is ten times worse. As a social worker, it's not just a DM that you can choose to answer or not. It's a case in front of you with a baby with a fractured femur, or and you know, cuts or whatever, uh, and then you actually have to do something about. You know, you actually have a proper responsibility, and it's really that child's life is. In your hands, um, so I think I'm. You know, it's a different. It's a, it's a it's a different thing in my DMs, but it's it's nothing compared to what I did for many years, for longer, a lot longer than I've done this. I'm I'm, tra- I'm trained. I'm used to it, and it's not that I'm desensitized to trauma, but I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Some things still make me go, oh shit. Like, but I know how to deal with that. Yeah. yeah. But I I was just
0: thinking, like, when you do go on dates or, like, meet new men, you're straight, right? Yeah. So when you meet men, do you, I mean, you've been exposed to some of the most, like, horrendous stuff. Like, basically, you are exposed to, like, male violence and abuse by men. So does this, like... Does this all not just weigh heavy on you when you go to meet someone and you're not like clouded by everything that you know and you've been exposed to? Like I'm I'm just imagining it all just feeling like I can't trust anyone. Like, a, Or do you not feel like that at all? No, Are you, no. you going with an open yeah, mind? Yeah,
2: I, I don't feel jaded or cynical. <clears throat> I'm very realistic about the fact that actually, I mean... Whatever gender you are and whatever gender you date, there's lots of problems with dating. I'm not saying it's easy for anyone, but there is specific issues for women who date men and that's why I've written my book kind of geared towards those people. So I think you have to be realistic that there are issues or potential issues and but I feel very comfortable with the fact that I really know the red flags and I really know the pink flags. So yeah. Can
1: I ask about the red flags and the pink flags? Mm. Could you explain... What Jen just like a couple of examples of the red flags and the pink flags that you're looking out for.
2: So a pink flag is something that you need to take note of, but you don't need to run immediately. Yeah. A red flag you need to go. Like you can't fuck about. Like if yeah. you know you're you're if, if you've seen a red flag, it's an indication that things are really yeah. bad. Do not swim in the sea. Yeah, go. Know. But pink flags are things where it can be like, hmm. That seems a little bit fishy, but you wouldn't necessarily run because you don't necessarily know. So, for example, if we're thinking about, for example, somebody who's married, um, a red flag would be them having a wedding ring in their Tinder picture, for example. Or them actually saying, I'm married. You know what I mean? (laughs) Fucking run. Some people don't take that as a red flag. They continue and... That's a whole level of conversation.
1: Because oh, they don't speak, they're in the processes of a divorce. Mm-hmm. And yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've had a horrible time. We're separated. At home. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> a pink flag for somebody who is married would be. So if you meet somebody on an app and they say, I've got no social media. Now to me, social no social media is always a pink flag. Uh, now,
1: Alex's uh, husband does not have social media.
2: He does, he, does he have a LinkedIn? He does. Well, yeah. then he's got something, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's well, he
0: be arrested. No, he'll be arrested for marrying twice, no? Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so a pink flag, to me it's a pink flag if they've got no social media. But okay. like Dave there are some people who genuinely don't have it. So you can't yeah. just go, I'm, you know, yeah. fuck off, yeah. that's a red flag. He's a really
1: good example, actually, of, like, yeah. weird, but then it's actually, he's just weird. And yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: So running away from that would have been the wrong thing to do. But it's yeah. a pink flag. And then if I find out that he's got no social media and also he can never spontaneously answer my calls in the evenings or and he can never call me in the evenings, which might indicate that he lives with right. a partner. So we've got two pink flags there. Yeah. And then if you start collecting all the pink flags, then you're holding a red flag. Mm, so so it can yeah. be like several pinks can add up to a red Or several pinks might just, you know, one or two pinks might just be a coincidence, might be like, "Mm, keep noting. Are there only like
1: behavioural pinks? Uh, Because I know that, you know, there there will be some behavioural reds. Like, I mean, for me, uh, there would be
2: loads. Yeah, for like abuse and things like that or coercive control. If you've been with somebody and everything's been great and they've showed no bad signs and everything's really going well and they seem like a lovely person. And then you post something on Insta and they're like, oh, there's a lot of cleavage there. Mm. Now, that's not yeah. necessarily a red flag. It's not a dark flag, though, pink flag, I would say. Yeah. But if that's just a one off comment, and they were, at, were actually kind of saying, oh, there is fucking hell, your tits yeah. look good. You know yeah. what I mean? If there's that, and then the next pink flag might be them like making another comment, like, are you really wearing that to go out with your mates? Then we've got two big pink flags, which are definitely amounting to. Okay, so
0: you're dating someone, right? Mm. And we've got two pink flags, okay? But you can't necessarily pinpoint what it is exactly. You don't really know what's going on. What do you do? Just
2: say this is not for me and I'm off. I think it's on balance, isn't it? It's on on balance of, like, how good is everything else? Like, is this person genuinely fucking lovely, but actually... These pink flags are indicators that we need to sit down and communicate about this. And actually me say right now, I feel a little bit uncomfortable, very uncomfortable with the comments you're making about what I post on Insta or saying I can't, you know, suggesting I shouldn't go out with these people or whatever. If you can communicate that and iron that out in a reasonable way without them being defensive, without being gaslit or anything, it may be something that you can move on from, move forwards communicate, discuss, get rid of that. But then if those little pink flags for the same thing keep rearing their ugly heads, then, you know. But none of us do. I think this is the problem, is that you don't. And and, and human nature is that when we are hooked on someone Mm. and the chemicals are raging and we really like them and there hasn't been anyone around for ages and the sex is fucking great and things are brilliant and I never want to not see them again... We do overlook red and pink flags. We Mm -hmm. do. We choose to. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that we are choosing abuse or that we're, you know, responsible for our own fate if things do go wrong. But sometimes it can just feel right. And sometimes those flags don't even feel like flags. They just feel like, hmm, you don't even really necessarily categorize them as flags. But it's when you're out. Of uh, yeah. the other side that you can look back and go, "Oh fuck!" Yeah. Like yeah. those were the red flags.
1: It's, do you think th- there's something to be said for like commenting on your friends' relationships? Because do you think as a friend, if if I can see the pink flags, or if if you whatever, do I can I say? Do you think I can say, or do do you think it's right for somebody to say, look? I know he seems great, but I've noticed a couple of things and it's kind of weighing on me. Or is that just not my place I think to that's do that? a really
2: important thing to do. You do. And this is
1: actually something that people asked a lot when we said that you were coming
0: on, saying, mm. like, I see things and I want to do something, but I don't know the right thing to do.
2: If you listen to my podcast, if you go to the link in my bio on La 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 Let Me Explain and go to my podcast with Women's Aid, I think it's 54 minutes in, we answer a question about how to support a friend uh, who's in a very seriously abusive relationship. But the advice is always going to kind of be the same, which is, I, I think it's a really good idea to mention something. But but in exactly how you said it in a really good way, actually, you said it in a really gentle kind of like, look, I just want to, I've noticed this and I love you and I and I want to say this, but that could, should kind of be it in a way. Like once you've you've allowed them to know how you feel and like opened the floor to say like, I'm here and if you need to talk to me about it, cool. Um, but I think we all know how we are. Like if anybody had said to you at any point in your relationships... Well, you have, have you had any bad relationships previously? You've just I literally li- had yeah, the most greatest. I've li-
1: yeah, I've had a really lovely time. I think for me, <laughs> I have
2: never been in a bad relationship or situationship that anybody could have told me anything about. And even if I knew deep down actually this ain't right. As soon as anybody actually said to me this ain't right I'd want to defend. Yeah. 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 I would get my back up and think like you don't know you're not in it you know. So I think you have to remember that you know you have to just go gently and you have to offer a space in your friendship where uh your friend knows that she can talk to you but it should never become a thing where you're like hammering on for them to try to leave this abusive relationship because then you become controlling you're now that yeah that's really good
0: advice actually that's like it's like the perfect balance isn't it because you can't engineer someone else's life like you just can't you have to let them like choose their own path and at the end of the day they're going to do what they. They want to do. Mm. Do you know what I mean? If they're like you say, you know, when you're blinded by love in the first. Yeah. When you first like fall in love with someone, it's you know they're unlikely to, you know, to, to act on other people saying I see a red flag or whatever. But you can at least plant the seed, right? Yeah. And I think that's important to at least open up their eyes to like, oh, hang on. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, even if they don't say, oh, hang on, at first, like something is planted and something is there, and they they at least are aware so yeah. and if you
2: think it's real pr- serious mm. abuse then you know let them know about services let them know about yeah. chat lines on uh, um, women's aid refuge national domestic uh violence helpline let them know about re- resources that are available you could even send them a podcast of mine not even saying like i, I think you're in an abusive relationship listen to this it could just be oh have you heard that if you listened to this before you know but yeah just be there
0: that's a good idea, actually. Send them some resources, yeah, like, like one of your podcasts or one of your Instagram posts mm-hmm. that like detail stuff. And it's like a it's like a nice, softly, softly, you know, gentle approach to yeah. sort of
1: yeah. Well, speaking of resources, that was one of the questions that I'm going to start using as some of our listener questions because I feel like our questions could go on forever, but also they'll have better ones. What re- what resources do you think there are for, or would you recommend for? I just had a message from a parent. For their young daughter, they want to ensure that they're getting the right like messaging from the world. Oh, <laughs> like,
2: I, I mean, she just needs to buy she, the daughter my book. She does. Oh yeah, yeah that's, a really <laughs> good that's good literally it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: it's a, a book called uh, Block to Leave Me Mom by <laughs> yeah. love it. Came out last Thursday. You love
2: it. <laughs> um, but there is actually literally a list of resources at the back oh, of it. There's oh, a yeah, list of books. <laughs> There's a list of yeah. And actually, I think it's. I, I wish I'd read my book when I was. 18. I wish I'd read your book.
1: I mean, I don't think anything would have changed. Yeah, but would it really? <laughs> yeah. but like, not for my own dating. It's for my own thinking about everything and learning about atta- Like even in your book you write about attachment types and I don't think any of us go into relationships with any self-awareness really. I, I don't think we as a generation, and we're all different ages actually, but I don't think women historically have been conditioned to Ask for their best. Do mm-hmm. you know? Know that they deserve the best. Yeah. And you know, everything's so weird the way we talk about relationships with men and and prioritize relationships with men. And and you know, I, again, I wouldn't have done anything differently, but I'd have thought differently and I'd have wanted mm. differently for my friends, and I just would have prioritized differently. And yeah. I think it's really interesting. Like particularly at school, fucking hell! If I could have known, like I'd have oh had more God. fun on my own. I just felt yeah. the whole time just like wanting boys to like me, and it's like, oh, oh <laughs> I could have just been doing so much better shit. It's, it's so annoying, so
2: shit, isn't it's it's such it? Such a waste such, of time, such a waste of time, and a bloody energy. But your popularity <laughs> yeah. with boys dictated how popular you were with girls. Nuts, so, you know. Yeah. You could Do be you more think popular that's with into adulthood. Yeah, yeah. Well. I think at school you're just in this like community aren't you? I think when you kind of bre- I think if you stay in the sort of same place where you lived and you're kind of maybe in a smaller place. I think in London you can get lost. Mm. You know, you can leave college and you can go off to uni and then you can come back and nobody knows you and none of the same people are still here. So you're less in that kind of you can just be you but I yeah. think there's for some people yeah I think status very much rests yeah. on whether who, you are who, you're with who, you're with. who yeah. wants you were yeah yeah
1: Jesus, I want me. That's all about
2: about it. (laughs)
0: Um, This one I read and I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) oh, this is actually really interesting. And there's just no way I could answer this myself. So someone asked, what is the difference between settling and compromising in a relationship? Oh, I know. It's good, (laughs) right? It's good because I, I, I'm imagining that it's, I've not, not really thought about it, but I'm imagining that it's quite a
2: fine line. Well, I feel like I feel like you do have to compromise in some ways in relationships, but that should really be about like, are we going to go to your parents m- or mine for this Christmas? You know what I mean? Like yeah. silly stuff, like. Yeah. I mean but set so but I feel like they're two completely different things because well yeah because I feel like settling mm. in a relationship means that you have just decided that you can't get anything better uh, or that you won't yeah. do any better and that this is your lot and you shouldn't hope for for more and so you're just going to take what you've been given yeah. Yeah. whereas I feel like compromising is in some cases bending over backwards and Maybe doing it, maybe doing a disservice to yourself or ha- not harming yourself necessarily, but putting somebody else's needs above your own, mm. which can be a positive thing, but sometimes compromising yourself can also be a very negative thing. Yeah. It can be completely losing yourself in order to put somebody else's needs first. Okay. But I guess, like, settling
0: in the sense that, like, we are taught that. There's a there's a Mr. Right or a Mrs. Right. There's the one, okay? And, like, if you, you, you know, like, how we were brought up thinking about relationships is, just like, it's perfect. And then you, go, you find someone, and it's like, great, and you live together happily ever after. And obviously it's not like that. So at what point are you, like, I'm experiencing a realistic, healthy relationship that isn't always on a perfect level, and then... On the other side, like, or, or am I settling? Do you know? What I, do you know what I mean? I think
2: if you're asking, if you're if you're in a relationship and you're asking that question, then I think there's some alarm bells there. I think right. you need to look at that. I think that you two, both in front of me now, would never sit there and ask about either of your partners, "Am I compromising? Or am I settling?" You know, mm. because you know, you know when you're in a healthy relationship. Mm. You know when you're happy. You know when you're content. And it's when those things start to. It's when you start to get those niggling doubts. And sometimes niggling doubts are healthy. Sometimes they're just things that you need to work out. Sometimes you you just need to process things. But if you are sitting there going, am I settling in this relationship? And that is a constant thought going Mm. off in your head about this partner. Then I think you need to look at that. Mm. Because I think in a relationship it should just feel content, you should yeah. feel content, yeah. you should feel at home, you should feel like it's 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 family. You know, there's gonna be times where you really are tearing your hair out and feeling like, Ugh! But then you get over that and you have a takeaway yeah. and then you feel content again and, you know. So I think it, when you are feeling constantly like, oh no. This is unsettling, and I'm yeah. compromising. Then you. That's probably time you are. to listen to your gut. Yeah. Mm. So a lot of
1: people said in the question box, yeah. I'm, I'm "Mind, like, when's it time to go?" And it's like, I think if you're asking, yeah. it's probably yeah. time.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but I guess people are so scared to go. Yeah. Because you're scared
2: of being. People who are thrilled and happy in their relationships just don't ask these questions. No. Yeah. But That's then, how so do interesting you go? Is how, how do yeah, you, how this do you is the, go? It's scary going, isn't it? Yeah. It's you know, so and, and scary. This is
0: what we were talking about a few weeks ago, and I was saying that I really wanted you on and w- wanted to, like, explore this because I... W- not to be all, all about me. <laughs> um, but, like, the previous relationship I was in, like, oh, my God, we loved each other so much. Still do, like, the best of friends. But, like, I knew, and he knew it wasn't right for a long time in terms of, like, there was nothing physical and it felt like just living with, like, a brother. Like, it was like a brother and sister. But, like, how do you go? Because that seemed like the most painful, hardest thing to ever even, ever contemplate doing. Like, how do you... Like, for anyone who's listening, who's in that position, that they know that they need to do something, but they
2: just don't know how, mm. What would you what would you say to them? You know what? Often those ones become quite messy as well because that's often when people end up like going towards other people yeah. and that's the outlet and you know sometimes I think we're almost conditioned to feel like there has to be a catastrophe or a crisis and yeah. that's the only way that a relationship can end because I've ended a long-term relationship in the way that you did as well where it was I actually still really like him, yeah. but we don't, he's just not a bit of me, you know? Um, and it's very hard because there's no drama and there's no crisis and you don't hate them. It can make you feel really uncertain. It's actually easier to end a relationship when it's like, oh, I fucking hate so, you. So so much easier. And I, I think it's a bit like, it's, you've got to pull off the plaster, haven't you? Mm. And you've got to realise actually that person's not dying. and And actually you can't just use them and be like well I'm going to go and if I really hate being gone then may- maybe I might realize that I love them and then go back obviously you can't tr- treat people like that um but I think it is one of those things to pull off the plaster yeah. and go and what's the worst that can happen no one's going to die yeah. you might be in a bit of a, an emotional head fucked place for a, a little while get a bit of counseling do a bit of mindfulness yeah. it's not n- nothing bad I think that's what we have to tell ourselves like it's not the end of the world. This was not the only human. This was not the only relationship. Like, mm. and also try to reframe the thoughts about, like, this is so sad. Also, this is exciting. Yeah. Because at the beginning yeah. of when I met them, it was all brilliant and we had a really great time. And now I'm about to go into the next phase, whatever the next phase is, whether mm. that's a long period of singleness, which is really fun, or meeting somebody new who I'm going to be so much happier with than I was with that last person. Mm.
0: God, it's a it's a minefield, isn't it? But that is really really nice advice, and I think like it's so cliche, but it does as well come down to like communication, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean that's literally it. the
2: answer to everything. It really is. Yeah,
0: because yeah. I mean if I had communicated earlier, I would have found out that he felt the same mm. <laughs> for very different reasons, but he felt the same, and so things would have been so different. But I was too consumed with you know. I don't know. And it just it just felt so hard to ever yeah. say anything. But actually, you're doing yourself and your partner a disservice by keeping quiet and just burying Wait, these feelings. It's so many
2: different things, isn't it? Because you don't want to hurt this kind person. But also, totally. it's that fear of like, am I making the right decision? Yeah. And that can really hold us back. And I think a lot of us who are overthinkers... Can really just get trapped in this like hamster wheel of just like but what might go wrong, and then what might go wrong after that, yeah, and actually sometimes we just have to live and be and do and pull the plaster off and go,
1: yeah, do you nice. believe in monogamy
2: mm, um, yes I, I but i'm not sure it's necessarily the right thing for humans, yeah I don't think th- I mean history shows us that we weren't monogamous at all, any of us. In fact, women used to have sex with several people from the tribe or clan or village or whatever, but... Um, because it was a community that raised a child. And so if the woman had fucked like ten different people, then all the men would get involved in raising this child. Obviously they'd know which one looked the most like who. Gotta
1: well, imagine the Jeremy Kyle show back then. Oh, oh my way. god, it's <laughs> chaos. <Was> it huge?
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. I think, you know, I I I find it difficult to have this conversation because I actually believe that that polyamory is probably better for most people mm. but i also think that i have been so socially conditioned that uh there is no fucking way like i couldn't imagine a man that i'm with even That's holding hands with another woman like fuck you i will fight you you know yeah. <laughs> you
1: know something's wrong with me because i would sooner see alex holding hands with another woman <laughs> than having to have the effort of having to have another relationship with another man like I would be like, okay, if you've got the energy for that, then we go on. <laughs> you, you but it. I'm fine. I'll just stay with my book, and I'll catch you when you come home.
2: <laughs> but that is because you're in a really secure place with that's him. Because
1: I'm very lazy. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't be bothered to, to do this all again.
2: Yeah, I, I, am not. It wouldn't be for me. But maybe that's, but, but those. That's because of reasons of me being like jealous and you know, not. Yeah. It's not positive things that are making me go. Monogamy is for me. It's, yeah. it's actually all negative reasons why, yeah. you yeah. know. Are you
1: happy on your own?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I think also the caveat to that is that I am seeing somebody, and I have been for a really long time. But we are we're not a match in any way, shape, or form. But we have really good sex, and that's it. Yes, um yes. And and he's happy with that. He doesn't. You know, we're both yeah. happy with that. So, but I think if I didn't have somebody who I could spend my child-free Saturday nights with maybe I wouldn't find it as easy being single. Yeah. Mm. Um
1: so that's I mean it's like full fuck buddy because I get so much, so many comments just I I guess them feel get them in Feel Good Friday as well. Like I've caught feels from a fuck buddy. Yeah, inside. it's very yeah. hard not to. Yeah. yeah. It's very, and
2: and I think that you have to be really communication. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, if if either of you start, then then never keep that to yourself. Tell the fuck buddy how you're feeling like because otherwise you do then get into a horrible state and actually there was there have been times we've known each other a very long time there have been times where i have started feeling like it's not even that I'm catching feelings, but I've started feeling like, well, it's my child-free Saturday. Why haven't you left the day available for me? Mm. You know, and it's like, actually, I can't really make those demands on you because you're not my boyfriend. Yeah, we, not you either. haven't yeah. got any commitment to me. But then I'll get pissed off, mm, you know, yeah. and then I'll have to check myself and feel like, whoa, like, why are you getting pissed off about this? You know, stay, set your boundaries again, stay. And then that's the important thing is, is communicate. Communicate your boundaries. Um, You know, when they talk
1: about, when we talk about women, it's like, oh, like, they're so, we're so romantic and we're the ones that are going to catch feels and we're the ones that are going to make it heavy and we're the ones that are going to ruin a good thing by bringing our feelings into it, right? Do you think the women do feel more in relationships or
2: no i I don't men are so fucking emotional and dramatic but we just frame it in a different way yeah Yeah, because anger
0: i have to to say that that's not like i don't know but that's not my experience with being with men you know and i and i remember when i first started dating after my after my ex and like i was always brought up like treat him mean keep him keen you know you've got to play the game and chase and dave was like what like that is not well and he was like all in straight away mm. and i do think we live with this like idea that it's the woman that has
2: that you know falls head first head over heels and because mm. yeah, we're hysterical cause we're, yeah and we can't emotional. contain ourselves and but actually yeah and i think domestic abuse really shows you that domestic abuse is so much more prevalent from as men as perpetrators and a lot of that is that like obsessive stalking behavior wanting to completely isolate Mm. being so fucking frightened of the person um ever having any contact these are emotions Yeah,
1: it's it's frustration anger sadness obsession
2: dominance control all of that stuff but we just kind of go oh that's anger that's a kind of like
1: emotion is synonymous with women
2: yeah, yeah. with women yeah, yeah, yeah. we say feelings. women are emotional men are logical yeah, but it's not yeah. very logical to fucking stalk your ex no, go, you no. know what i mean yeah, like, literally mm. <laughs>
1: um this is a heavy one and i know we've just talked about domestic violence so much which is like not the fucking valentine's day spirit but if someone's asked how would you keep yourself safe in the modern dating scene Do you have advice for people dating?
2: Read my book. (laughs)
1: Thank you so much. Every question (laughs) I ask. No, I love it. It's perfect. Um, Good book timing. Yeah, we can read your book.
2: Yeah, read my book. I mean, I do have a chapter in there called Dating Dangers, which looks at the um, potential pitfalls that can happen, particularly if you are a heterosexual woman. Well, you don't have to be heterosexual, you could be bisexual. A woman (laughs) who is dating men. There are all sorts of things that we have to think about, not only and actually I would say anybody, queer people too, um, but particularly if you're meeting up with a man, you do need to be very careful about not going to their house for the first date, meeting Mm -hmm. up in public, not letting them know where you live, um, making sure that you tell somebody where you're going and who you're going with, um, don't give out too much information online. You know, like if you work in the Sainsbury's in Wembley, You can just say you work at Sainsbury's. You don't need to say, I work in Sainsbury's Wembley, you know. Um, And also things like drink spiking on first dates. You know, we do have to be aware of things like that. And then, you know, the book goes kind of deeper into, like, the dangers of actually dating and getting into bed with somebody in this day and age where rough sex is so prevalent, um, where you might... The, the the chart, you know, there's about a forty percent, maybe even higher, chance that the person that you're sleeping with will put their hand around your throat the first a 40% time choking. It is a significant thing that is happening now. It's become so incredibly normalised, um, and because it's so normalised, especially young people, or it's happening in first sex situations, and young girls are just going with it. And I say young girls because it is very gendered. And then, of course, there are queer people and there are women who are attempting to choke men in bed, but strangulation is a really gendered thing. Um, And in terms of domestic abuse and domestic homicide... It's very gendered. Most women who are killed by a partner are killed by strangulation. So it is it is prevalent. It is common, and it is one of the things that you might face if you are out in the dating world and meeting up with people and having sex with them. You're as a woman, there is a high chance that there is going to be some horrible, pornified sex. What
1: well, with sex specifically? What, you know, we said when you're going out dating and and how you can protect yourself and, you know, not giving your location and that sort of thing. With sex specifically, is there anything you believe that we can do? I mean, and that's a horrible, like, it it feels like an almost victim-blaming question because Mm -hmm. it's not our responsibility, but genuinely with the interest of safety and with the, you know, because already we know that porn had a huge influence on us, you know, and our peers and, and boys and whatever as we had sex, but it is getting worse, right? Like TikTok, it even makes it so much worse. So with that in mind, like, I I don't ask it to be like, oh, it's a woman's responsibility to protect herself, but just from a genuine safety aspect.
2: I think part of the problem is, and many of us will know this over the years, is that we go along with it for, for a multitude of reasons, you know? Like, sex can sometimes be quite frightening, for for women and the things that men want to do, spitting in your face or um, like the choking thing or hitting or pulling hair or whatever... Without consent, because, of course, that's a whole other conversation. If, if, if these things are happening within the confines of a BDSM consensual relationship, that's do what the fuck you want to do, have your safe words, be cool. Um, but if it is just because this is, guy, this is how this guy thinks women want to be fucked because he's seen so much porn that has shown him, yeah, grab her hair and bit, slap her about yeah. a bit, Um we have to really learn how to use our voices. We, we, we have to. And, and I think we have to get rid of that fear of not being liked, not being wanted, not being desired, not being good enough, not matching up to how his ex was in bed. You yeah. know, there's many of us who have laid there and gritted our teeth while horrible things are happening just because we want to be cuddled at the end and we want him to still like us. Yeah. It's very difficult as a woman mid-sex to go, no, stop. This is horrible. I don't like this. And actually, that's probably not the best way to do it. There are probably better ways to do it. But actually, if it's horrible and rough, you should stop proceedings. Stop. Um, But if you think, actually, this is someone who's just being like clunky because they don't know what they're doing, you could say, that doesn't turn me on. I'm, I'm, I'm really not, but 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 I don't know why we even need to necessarily be polite. I think if a man puts his hand around your throat in first time sex without consent, even if he is just some geek who's learned too much from porn, I still think mm, yeah, like mm. we do
1: prioritize politeness and likeness. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, what is going on here? You need to see him differently. Fuck, laying here thinking, is he going to like me? What? Why do you still like him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. So
0: this came up. This did come up a lot actually. So online dating brutal yeah and it is by its very nature appearance based totally because that's all you can see from a screen really I mean you've got a few in dress whatever but it's swipe swipe on what they look like for someone who doesn't like obviously we have a standard of beauty in society right for women especially thin you know thinness is, is desirable according to society so for people who are who don't meet that standard and net by society standards aren't attractive I'm putting that in, in air quotes how do they handle online dating and just how brutal how like
2: savage it is I've written about this in my book oh there you go Yeah, <laughs> there you go. You I've literally them? covered everything that I think yeah. anybody needs to know and that is one of them which is like negging online or f- being made to feel unattractive or fetishisation you did define negging
1: just for those that might not know what it means
2: uh, so negging is uh, it's quite a strategic it's, I don't know if you've ever heard of The Game by Neil Strauss, I think his name was. So he's like the godfather of the pickup artists, the PUAs. Mm. And if you've, you've read Men Who Hate yes, Women by I Laura have. Bates, such a good book. Such and good she book. talks about the pickup art, the PUAs, and where they fit into the manosphere, which is this corner of the internet, which is an ever-growing corner of the internet, where it's, for, it's just a corner of misogyny, really, isn't it, in many different forms. It's where the incels live and the men go in their own way. And pickup artists are people who use dating apps and, like, street seduction shit um, to try to employ game on women. So for them, it's not about actually meeting people with any meaningful interaction, like, connection or anything. It's about quantity over quality can I get as many women as possible to prove my manlyhood, to show that I am the man, you know? And And women are the ridiculous ones. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And this is all for the benefit of other men. You know, they post this up on these Reddit forums and 4chan and whatever to show off to other men that they can get all these women. And one of the techniques that they recommend is a technique called negging. Um... And negging is an, either an outright criticism or a backhanded compliment. Um, so it might be, like, I could say to you, Em, you look absolutely gorgeous, but your feet are massive, or whatever. I've got a
1: good example. I was DM'd a thing the other day being like, if if your skin were better, I would fuck you. Oh, God. Yeah, whatever. Like, I would what fuck you every like... which way. <laughs> I was like, I would rather be covered oh, yeah. in spots from the top of my head <laughs> to the tips of my toes. Gross. But that was, yeah. But this minion. is what they did. Because
2: because the, the, so the, the the theory behind it is that, and they often do it in bars and stuff as well. The theory behind it is that you the, you will stand out from the crowd because in their heads all women have got, like, a flock of men in their DMs desperate to speak to them and that women can have their pick of any man that they want to and that if you're the one who's, like, not fawning over her, you're the one who's like, you're not all that, then you're going to stand out more. It's
1: the same games um, that we play to an extent. It's and bullshit. Yeah, yeah exactly.
2: And, and the other theory behind it is that if you bring a woman down a peg or two and make her feel a little bit unconfident, then she's going to then be seeking your approval... And that's, you know, yeah. negging is often used with uh, a negative and then they'll give you a positive and then maybe another negative, like a shit sandwich, so that mm-hmm. you're, like, thriving from the validation that you got from the nice thing and mm. then they bring you down and then you're seeking their validation constantly. And it works. Mm. That's the, the thing. if it, it fucking works. Yeah. Um, so this was back to... I can't even remember what was if it. Anything, right? If, was if anything, question. it's, like, really
0: confusing now, isn't it? Like, when you receive and. Insult wrapped up in a compliment, like it's confused. It's, I think, can I say a word now? <laughs>
2: it might not be the right word.
0: <laughs> it's discombobulating. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, like n- I don't.
2: I, I've never known what that meant. You
1: know, it's like very like confusing. Throws you it? off
0: balance. It's discombobulated.
1: Like, you just oh god, I'm so yeah, confused. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
0: disconcer- that, yeah, yeah. It's just like it's. Oh, I kind of got their approval I've got a bit of validation from them but I also haven't and it makes you possibly want it's just it's, con- also, it's confusing it's
2: also disguised as banter and a lot of us do yeah. banter in that kind of sarcastic way and especially with our mates and stuff like where it can be like you know you kind of cuss each other a little bit like not in a horrible way mm-hmm. but like if you are bantering, you can be all like you know, you, yeah, that's the kind of stupid thing you do, or whatever. Um, and if we
1: don't take it, then we can't take a joke.
2: Yes, yeah. that's like, it. Yeah, exactly.
1: Because they have men do yeah. it to me all the time, all, like literally all the time. And it's like, and it's odd because even though, I, again, I, like there's so many things I would rather do than ever be in the same room as any of these people it does still to an extent work because mm. it, it's the initial it's it is it's, it's because you get many like oh what the fuck and mm. the down yeah. is the down and the up just happen so quickly like oh god that was weird yeah. and it does i can see it's you a know head if fuck. yeah it is a head fuck i can see how it um i can see how it how how easy it is to mold a person by using that technique yeah. because yeah. you end up as the victim of it just being so yeah. much smaller as a, because you think, oh God, well, am I? You know, it's just like that. Seed it leaves of self, you vulnerable. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you're like, well, they like me, but they still think this about me, and that's weird. Yeah. Like, because maybe I am quite close to great, but also, yeah. but I mean, this question was in relation to those that go online dating, um, and so. The, 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 sorry, those that don't fit into the societal mm. norms. And so negging is used, presumably, for those yeah, but on like, dating apps.
2: Well, yeah, but I think that that is something, because what are societal norms? Society, We're talking about the media. That is societal norms. But I think normal humans know that we all come in a big, massive range of... Attractiveness and that it's all on a spectrum, and that what you find attractive is not what I'm going to find attractive, and vice versa. You know, I think people need to not judge themselves on dating apps in comparison to what they're seeing on. Uh, yeah. like influencers and things like that, because that's not who you're in competition with on a dating app. Yeah. You're just yeah. in, you know, in, you're not even in competition. You don't see
1: the other women on a dating app. That's so true. Yeah, You only see yeah. the people that you're assuming, sorry, it's so hetero, terms These that we're using. That was a really bad sentence the chance that we're using a very heteronormative and I apologise <laughs> but if you are a woman looking for a man on social media yeah. you're not going to see the other women so you would probably assume like you say like that all the other women are going to be like yeah, Instagram filtered whatever and just
2: know that when you're scrolling by and if, again if you are dating men and you're seeing like that guy's hot that guy's ugly 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 and that's you know again not humans aren't ugly but they're not your type, for example. You say you're like left, left, left. That's gonna be exactly the same. Like it's not just going to be like reams of fucking models that these men are like going through. You know? So I I think I think if you are feeling unconfident and you're like, you know I think if you're feeling unconfident and unattractive, it's not a good time to be dating. I don't think you should put yourself out there at that time.
1: If you're in a good space, you know that the men that don't like you that's, you wouldn't want to be with them anyway. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. And, it's, and I think women are so conditioned to just prioritize being liked by all men and to aspire to being liked and fancied by all men. And it's like you want all the boys tripping over you and you want all the boys, like all the boys. So you're never going to get all the boys, yeah. in, not all men. This is another conversation <laughs> yeah. about senders. Um, I know. But not
0: everyone's going to like you. And totally. Like, yeah. I know. Yeah. And I don't know why I keep playing devil's advocate. I'm really sorry. But like, I'm just thinking, like, because for some people they will never be okay with themselves mm. like women i'm sure we know women in their 60s 70s that their their self esteem is is on the ground you know uh, uh, yeah. so i think i think uh, like there's a level of like being realistic as well it's like some people don't have the the i don't like the the means to to be able to work to a place where they're okay with themselves so I don't know why I'm saying this, know, But but
2: I think that's an interesting point because I was just flicking through in my head all the women that I do know in their 50s and 60s and 70s. Actually, I really think that there is a sense when you get into your 50s and older that you give much less of a fuck. Yeah. and, And you actually learn to be more comfortable in your skin and and i think aging probably does that as well because it's almost like i'm not a 20 year old anymore and i'm never going to look like that again you know i think you go through this period when you're in your 20s and your 30s and it's like i have to be at the peak of my buffness you know i have to look a certain way and then you kind of get, get to a certain age and you realize well that's not However, I've looked I, you know I've been skinny, I've been fat, I've been this, I've been that, and nothing has really changed over those periods. Like I've never been, it wasn't I was happier when I was skinnier or anything like that. And I think I think women get to a certain age and kind of just go, oh fuck this, I'm not, I'm not, what's the word? I'm not participating in this shit anymore. Although there's probably sixty-year-olds listening and thinking, actually, my self-esteem is on the floor. And if you ever feel like it's therapy, 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 it's therapy, the same therapy. advice isn't
1: going to work for everyone, right? And like, I think that it must be hard for you as a dating co- dating expert, sorry, because there are people, and particularly on social media, who like not take, you know, like every morning I put up, I walk to a pond and I put up an affirmation <laughs> on my Instagram stories, and I say, "Seize the day," and someone <laughs> without fail replies, going. I can't. I haven't got any hands. No, I'm joking, Not that. But someone every day, somebody, I put a positive affirmation up and somebody replies with a reason why they can't do the affirmation. And yeah. I'm like, well, then don't do it. Fine. I've tried. I can't help you. If you don't want to help don't want to help yourself, don't Just live, laugh, me. love, Yeah, babe. exactly. Just forget. Forget I <laughs> said anything. It doesn't matter.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's you my cannot life.
2: cover every no, fucking nuance. But
1: you've done really well in your book to try and do that.
2: Yeah, I've you know? really tried. it. <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> But I, j- I just think it's exciting and I think it's really empowering for not just young women, but for all women. Yeah. To, uh, what I feel like your book does and what your Instagram does is give women back the power that mm. I feel like has had been taken away from it. And it's so
0: true. Like not even, and, and also women in relationships as well, as we said. Yeah. You know, you can still even be in a relationship, but to know all this stuff is really, I think, empowering. Yeah,
2: I think it, it's a book that might help you to help your single friends or your single little sister or, you know, even if you are married or whatever.
0: So if you could leave us with a few parting words of wisdom, which I know I'm putting you on the spot here, and it's difficult because this is obviously very general because you're speaking to everyone listening, but about being a woman in a relationship and valuing yourself and putting the words in in your mouth, but, like, what would your words be?
2: Um, I think just know that you are absolutely equal to men that you are not an over emotional freak that you are not here to be picked you're not here to be liked you're not here to people please you're your own autonomous independent person and you can absolutely thrive without ever going near another man again and then when you get to the point where you are completely comfortable and love yourself massively then you can invite men in But only with the knowledge that you don't fucking need them you want them I want to stand up in the air and I like stand up in the air (laughs) that was I want to stand up and punch
0: the air, as I was trying to say. That was literally the perfect note to end on. We can't thank you enough for being here. And you have to come back for part two because we have so many oh, other questions. So many I questions. You're your annual you. Valentine's
2: guest. Yes. Oh, please. my God. Yes. yes. See you next year. Fantastic. Same time, same
1: place for the second, for the Netflix reveal of the book. Oh, yeah. yeah. My third book. Yeah, be so, yeah, yeah. you have been so busy in
0: that time. I'm <laughs> um, optimistic to think people will still be listening in a year, but okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll see. Perfect. Well, thank you so
0: much. Thank you so All thank much.
2: You. Thanks for
1: having me Bye. Bye. Bye See you next year what an interview. I know. Let's go out at the pole tonight, Al. Yeah. Divorcing Dave. Al. Dave Light. Dave Amelia. Who knows? I which know. Dave? So which, many Dave. Which fucking Dave. We've got too many Alex's too many Dave. Cancel Dave on the booking. You don't know who you're gonna take. You you don't need a plus one to that wedding. You go, single pringle. Oh, no, quite <laughs> exactly. right. Go on your own, Al,
0: thrive. That last line, that last sentence that she finished on, I was just like boom I know like wow I know. so good I was like mic drop moment just absolutely brilliant and I I hope that resonates with with a lot of people okay so is it just me which I always look forward to I love this section uh, so I've got an embarrassing story for you it really made me laugh it was sent in it was sent in on our email um and we've actually had quite a few but if anyone has any embarrassing stories or is it just me that they, they want us to tackle please send it into should i delete that at gmail.com so someone wrote in i'll keep her i'll keep her anonymous when i got my coil put in no one told me how traumatic it was going to be poor girl I was sick all over the nurse and collapsed. Oh my
1: god, poor poor girl. I don't know why it was that traumatic. Like, mate, mine was. Mine was. I I was sick and I've collapsed. I wasn't sick on another really? person yet. Yeah, mine was truthfully one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. It was really really bad it was really bad which that's why I was so scared to get it taken out because getting it in was. we are doing a contraception episode do not worry guys it's coming but but yeah mine was really bad having it still worth it I absolutely fucking best six years ever with it in but yeah my my insertion was horrific really I would still recommend it and I I say this all the time I've talked about it loads on Instagram I would still preface all of that by saying it was still a great decision the best contraception ever I absolutely loved it however yeah the insertion was really bad I didn't
0: know that I didn't know that because like my friend had had it done and they said it was fine I had it done and it was fine and I, I made sure I didn't google anything beforehand Smart. Um, So because I didn't want to hear the horror stories so the same thing happened to this girl when I put my coil in no one told me how traumatic it was going to be I was sick all over the nurse and collapsed when I came to I thought the doctor was comforting me by holding my hand and I went I tried to hold hers back but she said to me I'm trying to take your pulse <laughs> Oh,
1: bless. Oh, no. That's so sad, oh, isn't no. it?
0: That's no. really sad. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. oh, no. Oh, no. So sad. Oh, so sad. No. Oh, no. Do you know what? It's actually just reminding me of. We, I was in a restaurant with Dave, and it wasn't even like a particularly fancy restaurant, but the chef was like coming out and talking to people, right? yeah so he came to us and we were just like yeah like burger was great thanks and the chef held when he was he was leaving he he went to fist bump Dave right but Dave went to shake his hand and like oh no. it wasn't backing down at all Dave like I just wasn't getting it quick enough that this was a fist bump not a handshake <laughs> so he shook he shook the man's fist I'm <laughs> like I when I tell you like Watching it, it was like slow motion watching it, and I laughed about it for so long. Like, I cried laughing because it was just so Dave, like, he's so awkward, and like, <laughs> just like the, the least cool person oh, ever. No. And this man was like, Yeah, fist bump, and Dave just shook his fist. It was, yeah, it
1: was... <laughs> You know, one of, the, that one of me of yeah. the worst things I ever did was when I walked. Why does it always happen at the gym? But someone held the gym door open, like, I'm not that tall. So, held the gym door open for me but obviously like he was above oh, no. me so he put his arm out to help the door, gym door oh, and I god. thought he was going for a hug so oh, I just god. like slit myself in <laughs> to the his it wasn't meant for me I'm dying it wasn't it wasn't oh. meant for me it, oh god and as soon as oh as god. soon as i landed i was like this is not where oh. i belong <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad it's
0: so really 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 bad like i would pay to have footage of that <laughs> oh god it was oh,
1: honestly I, I it's really embarrassing oh. i think about it all the time all the time i hate i hate it i hate it it's an awkward world it's horrible um i have not is it just me so yeah this came in over email it's short and it's sweet and i'm actually interested alex to hear your answer hi em and alex okay loving the podcast so far
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: there we go. gotta read the praise my question is is it okay that i hate smelling another person's fart but i love to smell my own
0: oh my god this actually ties into oh i was doing confessions and and, and yes, yeah, someone said i like to smell my own farts and then so, no, I like to cupcake myself with my own fart. Right, so you know cupcakes when
1: you fart into your hand and then you bring your hand to your face, presumably.
0: Yeah, so the idea is that you trap the fart and then bring it to your face. Yeah, because it's a Dutch
1: oven when you fart under the duvet and then you... Exactly, yeah. Um, Look at that, down so with many the kids. So people
0: responded to me and said that they enjoy cupca- cupcaking themselves.
1: I just feel like that's bad hygiene. Like, you're putting all your poo particles in your hand yeah. and then you're bringing them... to your face and how many are you like dropping off along the way you know what i mean i guess it's like carrying water like you're gonna spill it's impossible so you're gonna drop
0: most of them oh definitely and like don't get me wrong i would rather smell my own than anyone else's but i don't actively want to smell my own
1: yeah it's not like i don't mind the smell of my own farts i don't like they're not like oh like when i smell other people's i'm like oh yeah it's definitely less nauseating yeah for sure i actually just want to tell you something really sad i've lost my sense of smell oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah I, I have no appetite but obviously because i've got this operation i really need to keep my immune system like strong next week and stuff so i'm forcing myself to just eat loads of vegetables cause and like drink barocca and, and like just i'm just m- basically making everything that i do eat even though i don't feel like eating just really uh nu- nutritional because i'm a grown-up now that that <laughs> is peak fucking Adulting, if I've ever heard it, oh, I'm a bit sick, so I'm gonna eat vegetables. It really is. I know. Anyway, I ate a whole load of Brussels sprouts. But you need to have this operation. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so I ate a whole load of Brussels sprouts the other day. Fucking love a sprout. love and, Brussels um, sprouts. yeah. Oh, yeah, love, love, them. love them so much. Um, and then obviously afterwards, I was like trumping like it was nobody's business because sprouts. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. nothing. And I was aware that I could have been creating a Dutch oven type situation. That's why I know the lingo. But I, nothing. <laughs> I yourself? couldn't smell it. Yes, but I couldn't smell it because I have no smell. <laughs> Poor Booer. No wonder she keeps barking. Jesus. <laughs> She's like. So like, what the
0: like fuck a, is that Cupcake, d- 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 I've d- 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 created oh, life oh, like Chernobyl
1: up here Justice for I know. yeah that actually does make a lot of sense now she's not barking at nothing she's dark barking at my poo particles all over the room um, yeah I don't like the smell but oh. now I can't smell it and actually I miss the smell I would like to feel connected with myself in this way again yeah when I lost my sense of smell I hated that I couldn't smell myself well you know this is, I don't think I've ever talked about this I've got a like i don't want to use the word phobia but i guess it probably is a phobia to an extent. i'm absolutely terrified of smelling like i have a, a, a real thing about hygiene like i always have done it's weird anyway and this morning during the spider debacle I, I i got my first sniff of something that i've had in a really i haven't been able to smell anything for ages it couldn't have been the fucking lovely neon candles i've got behind me that that was my first nope it was me i just not and i was like oh my god I think that's me. Body odor. I think so, yeah. So I, I, I had another shower. I'm showering twice a day, but I think it's just because I'm just festering. Anyway, yeah, send her in I don't think it's just you that likes the smell of your own farts. I think... It's m- not just you. It's overwhelmingly not
0: just you. Yeah. This is the thing. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think there's, there's yeah. like, a, there's a, there's a far cry. I think I'd, cupcaking yourself does feel like next league to me. Like, I feel like there's like enjoyment yeah. and then there's like, and then there's a cupcake. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think you do. You definitely advance a level when you cup cupcake yourself.
1: Yeah, it's like going premium. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Like it's paying. Yeah, yeah, it's paying membership, yeah. so you don't get the adverts. I think that's kind of. But like, you do what make you know you, you do what makes you happy. If yeah, live your life. There are any poo particles? Yeah, yeah. Cupcake yourself. Who cares? As long as you're not harming anyone else. How much would you have to be paid to poo in your own hand? <sighs> not much. <laughs> well, as long as I didn't as
0: long as I didn't have to
1: like eat it. No, you'd have to poo in your own hand. I just think the indignity would be quite like, funny. You've got to catch it, hold it, look at it, smell it. Yeah, but
0: okay, okay, hang on. You're
1: adding, you're adding layers now. Right, like, okay, what fine. What do I have to do? Do I just have you to just poo put it your hand and... underneath your bum? Yeah, poo in it. Yeah, just pull it out yeah. once it's finished, and it's yeah. just been like laid on your hand, and then you just like pull it out, and you're like, hey, I did that. Well, not that much. What are we talking here? Is it something I could pay you to do, for example? Definitely. <laughs>
0: yeah. Give me honestly. Give me a fiver. Like pay for my coffee and help will do Were <laughs> you kidding. actually? I don't know. Oh my god! No, what no. do you want? Oat latte. Sold. No. <laughs> but like, that's not. I just think like as as long as you can get rid of it straight away and like wash your yeah, hands yeah. like seventeen
1: times yeah. straight away. I don't think yeah, there's any in, yeah. indignity to it. I, I, I just feel like
0: I've, I've lost a lot. I've, I don't have much self-dignity. Yeah, I, I don't think that would bother me too much,
1: really. Right, well, I think you're a fucking weirdo.
0: I wouldn't enjoy it, don't get me wrong, but if I'm if I'm going to get some money for it... I and... just want to
1: feel like, I don't know, is it just me? I want to know, sometimes, I think, like, I don't have scales because I I, I have a historically bad relationship with my body and I, and I don't want scales in my life, so I don't have them in the house the only there are two occasions on which I would like to weigh myself in these in this day and age one of them is I would like to weigh my boobs individually and see if they weigh the same and two I would like to stand on the scales before I have a poop and after I have a poop to see how much the poop weighed but also an option I suppose for that so that I wouldn't need to buy big scales is I could just poo in a bowl and then weigh the poo but I feel like that's. A lot. <laughs> this is like, this is taking a turn. I mean, like, I thought cupcaking
0: was next level, but we've now gone to like weighing your poo in a bowl on some
1: <laughs> like baking scales. It's only because I already have baking scales and I'm bored. I'm <sighs> da- I'm, I, I haven't seen another human being for seven days. Why not?
0: You know? I think, we, I think you'd be surprised at how little both weigh, like both boobs and poo. I think it'd just be like literally a couple hundred grams. Like, I don't think it would be much at all.
1: Just say there. How much does the average poo weigh? How <laughs> much does the average. Don't say we don't ever teach you anything. Oh my God. It could be up to a pound. Up to a pound. That's actually way more than I thought. What's a pound?
0: Oh, like what weighs a pound?
1: Yeah, what weighs a pound? A shoe? I'm doing poos that weigh the same as a shoe.
0: Wait, listen. A jar of peanut butter, a bag of coffee beans, a paperback book, a can of beans, a loaf of bread, a shower towel, a wireless keyboard, a small tablet, a ketchup bottle, a small painting, a toy car,
1: a beer bottle, a small mixing bowl. A beer bottle with beer in it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming so. A beer bottle? I'm pooping out a beer bottle every
0: day. Every day of the school day. What do you know? We've really ventured into new territory. I like it. So, I've got another embarrassing story for you, but this one needs a visual, okay? So, I would like, if everyone can, go to the should I delete that, at should I delete that Instagram, and we're, we're going to have it up there we're going to have a gif up there because I feel like you need to see it as you're watching this right okay. so someone wrote I volunteer for my local scouts group and occasionally I'm involved with organizing camping trips for the kids and so on we have a, a Facebook message group with all the different scout leaders and volunteers from across the country and any parents that want to help out with the group activities whilst chatting on this Facebook messenger about an upcoming trip for the kids and planning all the travel restrictions food safety and so on I meant to add an emoji to my message, but because I have stubby sub- sausage fingers, I accidentally ended up sending a gif of a potato pooping out chips. I had hilariously sent it to my boyfriend a few days before, so it was in my recently used. I don't use Facebook Messenger often, so I had no idea how to delete it. Loads of people were already seeing it in the chat, and in my sheer panic, trying to frantically delete the pooping potato gif, I ended up liking it. The chat fell silent and I basically had to send an apology in case anyone was offended
1: by said potato. <laughs> OK, that's actually endearing and adorable and absolutely fine. And because, How you adorable. know, what, what I saw, um, there's somebody I follow on Instagram who in their parents WhatsApp group, they've got kids in their parents WhatsApp group, oh no. accidentally forwarded an unsolicited dick pic that they got
0: oh. on
1: Instagram. I also saw another instance where a woman sent a naked photo of her own vulva to the WhatsApp group with all the kids in, and rather than behave like normal, decent human beings, all the dads were like, all the all the people in the group were like, ugh, gross, this isn't appropriate. And it's like, good God, the poor woman feels embarrassed enough as it is. So, oh,
0: no, that's so To be embarrassing. honest, a
1: potato pooping out another I potato... Know. I arguably I'd welcome that in a Facebook Messenger group. I think you're it fine. Just, it, was, it could be so much it worse. It's so sweet.
0: Yeah. And just imagine her panic. And please um, just go and look at what I just sent you in the chat.
1: I just feel like you need the visual because it's so cute. Oh, okay. So, so it's cute. a bit more... Um, Graphic. Yeah, than I thought. It really has got a big bum hole, huh? I just love that she ended up liking it and then sent an apology. So sweet. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. The more you look at it... I can see, I can see yeah. why she's embarrassed now. It doesn't sound that bad, and then you see it; it's quite bad. It could be worse. It's not your naked vulva, but it's not great. And just before we go, obviously we did talk about this in in this episode as well as last week's, and that's the the pressure on women to have children like the societal pressure and the way that we speak about procreation and children and and what's expected of women and actually the response that we had to the conversation last week was so massive in my DMs in our DMs in the emails and everything and we are going to do going forwards a, a proper episode dedicated to this and to and to and to women who don't want children so if there's anybody that that you Um, would like us to speak to anybody that you think would make a great guest for this episode, please let us know. Um, And before we end this episode, and before we do open that conversation up again, I just wanted to read a message that I was sent via DM. Uh, There were a lot like this, but I just wanted to share it because we don't often hear from women who don't want children and their voices aren't often shared that much. So I just wanted to share this. For anybody who was in the same position. Uh, hello, I just want to say thank you so much for this week's podcast episode, especially for the chat around the no kids. Me and my fiance decided very early on in our relationship that kids weren't for us. And even as a 20 year old, his mum would constantly ask when she was getting grandchildren. We used to just laugh it off, say they already had one because of our dog. But it got to the point where every time we saw his family and then his younger brother had children and it intensified. And we just had to break the news to her, even though I wasn't particularly comfortable with everybody knowing our decision at that point. I'm much more open and honest now and will shut people down if they ask but my brother recently had a baby with his wife and I'm getting married this year after 10 years together and I can already feel the eyes on me. It's because I have now a nephew and I'm getting married people are expecting my decision and priorities to shift and to be honest I love my nephew but it has solidified my decision. Parenthood isn't for me. I just wanted to say thank you for having this conversation and highlighting how life and priorities are different for everyone and there isn't a shame in that. I sometimes feel like I'm denying mine and my partner's family of something by not having kids and grappling with that over our own feelings can be hard so thanks for the amazing podcast and conversation starters i hope you feel better soon yeah i just want you to know that i think a lot of people feel like they're on their own with this because it does feel like women of a certain age are just baby mad but that is not all women and a lot of you don't want children and that's absolutely fine and you're not on your own with that so we will talk more about this in a future episode but i did just want to just want to
0: share that i'm good on anyone who's exploring it no matter what conclusion they come to like I think it's brilliant to explore it before, you know, y- you make a decision either way and explore what you actually want rather than what you think you should do. So 100%. it's cool to hear that. Really cool. And I hope that, I hope hearing things like that makes other people feel... Um, less alone. You know, less alone, comforted and, and sort of allows them space to to yeah, navigate this,
1: this as well. So nice. Perfect. Well, we're going to be back next week with another episode. We will see you... On Monday, we hope you have a lovely Valentine's Day. Whether that be yes. in the throes of passion with somebody great, or on your own eating a pizza yeah. and fucking hating everybody, we hope you have a great, <laughs> <Yeah>. great time. Either <laughs> way.